is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. It's good to have you with us here on our Open Lines, Open Ideas program, and it's good to be back. We got Deanna back in the morning, and uh, so I'm back here in the afternoons. and glad to be here at KGMI Connects. Fielding your calls. That's what the program's all about. Your ideas, your opinions, your thoughts. Get it all off your chest right here on KGMI Connects. Our phone number is always 360-676-5464. And let's get going right out of the gate. Bruce in Bellingham has some thoughts on the uh, classified documents discovered in a former office of uh, President Biden. Hey, Bruce. Hi, Joe. Yeah, uh, you know, I was thinking back uh, to last summer, last August, I believe it was, when the FBI raided uh, 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 former President Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago residence, and they they brought like 150 agents in the direction of Attorney General Garland, and they even brought an aircraft carrier and Ferndale John submarine that they recovered from the equipment that they left in Afghanistan. The billions of dollars of equipment that they left in Afghanistan, they used on the, for the raid on Trump's residence. Now, and no, I'm wondering... Well, wait a I'm minute. Wondering, now, uh, an aircraft carrier and a submarine in the move on uh, Mar-a-Lago. I, this is a parody. This is a parody. Oh, okay, okay. I, right. and, 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 if, and I'm wondering if, if they're going to do the same thing to uh, Biden. He has three houses. Maybe he could give you one of them and sa- satisfy your need to be uh, uh, debt-free. Uh, okay, well, uh, I would take it. Uh, I doubt that I'll be hearing from President Biden on that, but uh... <laughs> well, I, I I might be hearing from him. He might call me a lion, dog-faced pony soldier and take me out behind it and teach me a lesson. Uh, okay, <laughs> I don't know if he'll take anything out on you, I, but uh, all right, Bruce. I think okay. uh, yeah, I, I I guess we won't see the uh, aircraft carrier in the in the submarine because he is the commander in chief currently, and he could call them off. I think could he not? But uh, yeah, let's go to uh, Rich in Ferndale. Hey, Rich. Hey, hi, Joe. That was pretty funny. That was, <laughs> I was laughing a little bit. You know, the document thing, I believe that all the former presidents have some classified documents. When this first came out with Trump, whatever, six months ago or whenever they did that, right, I'm thinking, eh, I bet you the other presidents have it too. And lo and behold, President, former Vice President, now President Joe Biden has these document problems too. So I don't really think that the documents themselves are much of a story. I'd imagine George W. has got a pile of that stuff from 9-11 sitting in his Texas ranch office. I would just not be surprised. And yeah, the only I, thing I don't like, though, is that they they knew about this before the election, or was it November 2? So that was only a couple of days before the election, or was the election November 2? Uh, it just said it on the top of the hour CBS News that Biden was informed of these documents November 2nd. Well, that was that would have been this past November 2nd. Right, right. Right. Which, right. which is really close to Election Day, I think, right? Oh, you think it would have affected the mid midterms? I think so. Oh, certainly. It was such a tightly vote the last two times, so very 50-50, 
that something like that could have made a difference. All right. Well, we can only you know? uh, we can only imagine. But uh, yeah. but anyway, the right. main thing I was talking about is 1158 in Olympia, House Bill 1158. Uh huh. It is to take away the advisory vote off of our ballots. The advisory vote is where we get told we're getting hosed with new taxes every time we vote. The the, the legislature without consent of the people is how it always starts. Legislature without a consent of the people did this and this tax costing you this. And so they're trying to do away with that. And it's be, they're that. Cla- yeah, they're that. claiming it's because they don't want to spend the three cents per vote to print it on the ballot. On the ballot. They're saying it costs three cents. But we'll put money to homelessness, and we'll, you know, we'll study orcas and give them millions of dollars. And but we can't spend the three cents to let you know you're getting a new tax. So it's kind of, I mean, it does. It's an advisory vote. It has no real authority, but it's kind of nice to know. So I'd say it's a step away from transparency, which was what Olympia wants to be: is non-transparent. They want to do what they want with no oversight, just like Ecology going to run this new carbon tax thing and not use any money for infrastructure, but to uh, take care of climate injustice and racial equity. So anyway, okay. kind of too bad. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it. And I, I, I yeah. hear what you're saying. On one hand, I guess maybe uh, many voters learn about taxes that have been imposed through these advisory votes. But at the, right. you know, at the, the end of the day, and at the end of the day, they all they're always voted down. Um, but then, of course, then it has the, no effect. Yeah, then the legislature would have to say, "Oh, well, they the people don't want it, so we'll rescind it." So that, uh, but then but they, they never do, do that, right? Yeah. So I mean, but it's kind of sad to take it off of there too, because it's yeah. it's good for people. The more people know about the government, the better. More information is good. Yeah, that's true. I can't deny that. So, all right, Rich. Have a good day. Joe. You too, man. Good to hear from you. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Rick in Bellingham. Hi, Rick. Hi, hi Joe. Welcome back. Yeah, see, I just wanted to comment about a phone call that Rich made yesterday. You know, okay. I mean, you know, his xenophobic attitudes, you know, and, you know, it is true that someone who is not a citizen can get a Washington State driver's license, but they have to have valid ID. They have to pass a written test, a driving test, and they have to pass an eye test. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, I mean, Rich made it sound like they can just waltz right on in and get a driver's license, which is not true. You know, I mean. Well, and I think it, and I've always said, and this is my opinion on the, the issue, but it makes sense that anyone here driving here in the state of Washington has a license for the very reasons that you stated and that they they understand the law, what's required, that they have to have insurance, and that they have to know how to drive and understand uh, driving rules and regulations here in our state. Yeah. I, and and without that, you say, no, you can't get a driver's license. People are still going to drive, but then we don't know that they have any of those skills or any of that knowledge and or have insurance, any of that stuff. So, And there's obviously no guarantee that they're going to follow all the rules, but at least we know that they've had to go through that process like the rest of us. And yeah. I, I just, it, it seems like it just makes sense to me. Um, but that's, yeah. like I said, that's my thought. Yeah, yeah that's mine too. No. All right. All right. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Rick. Yeah. Appreciate your call. Mm. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Tyson in Linden. Hey, Tyson. Good afternoon, Joe. Welcome back. Thanks. Nice to hear you again. Good to be back. Yeah. So I um the theme of the week seems to be uh you know the US post service mm-hmm. postal service and employees and uh uncertain deliveries things of that nature 
And I maybe somebody's already said this or brought it up, and I, I apologize. It's already been mentioned, but um, I can't help but think how much of that you know is related to uh, that that doofy guy, uh, Louis DeJoy. Uh, he started you know wreaking havoc on post offices across the country in preparation for the uh, quote unquote mail-in ballots. You know for the uh, the 2020 election. Uh, you know it was, you know no secret that Mr. DeJoy had uh, you know other interests and in other shipping companies. So. I mean, it, he he did a lot of a lot of damage. They started to remove mail sorting machines. They uh, got rid of people, and I'm just I wonder how much of Louis DeJoy's actions are contributing to our mail issues today. You know, two years later, that that I, I mean, that's just what I want. Well, my mind, Dad. I think it's a it's a uh, legitimate question. Uh, there was a lot of question, if you recall. There there were a lot of questions and accusations about our postal service being thrown around at the time when he was um, put in, in office. He's still there. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I don't know the process about how, it, I mean, is that a person who's a point president? And then uh, I, I don't know how, how the uh, postmaster general is uh, in place, but um, I knew very little, but he was in place by Donald Trump. And apparently it takes um, a whole different, uh, whole different set of steps in order to have that person removed. Mm. Not like, you know, a new administration just comes in and says, no, Mr. DeJoy, you're gone, you're fired. Uh, it takes a whole different set of, uh, of people to vote on that. I wasn't fully understanding of that when, you know, when this first all came about. Um, but there's lots of pictures and videos and documentation of post offices just, I mean, destroying machinery and throwing it out back. Mm. I mean, these are not only costly, you know, units of, of equipment, but uh, it, it's vital for mail service and, you know, getting stuff to where it needs to be in, in a timely manner. You know, a lot of people are relying on medications. I hear that a lot. That's probably the the biggest point right there. But, I mean, again, if if, if this is something that, that he was dismantling, you know, two, three years ago, and if those machines are still removed and not, not put back in place, I just it, it, I feel like that's absolutely contributing to uh, today's issues and problems. All right. All right. Well, thanks for your thoughts, Tyson. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. And uh, I did talk to a representative, or I traded emails, I should say, with a, a spokesperson for the mail service, the postal service, uh, a few days ago. And uh, she said they're having personnel, just just pe- number personnel problems, not you know, not problems with the people they have, but just not enough people, like so many businesses are. I mean, I went through a, a fast food drive through the other day and saw they had a sign out uh, just saying that, you know, all businesses are struggling to find enough people to to man the operation or people the operation, and uh, we just ask for your patience. And uh, it's it's still affecting businesses and organizations everywhere. And I suspect that's no that that postal service is no different. But um, uh, let's see. Quick before we take a break, let's go to our friend John in Ferndale. Hi, John. Hey, Joe. Um, yeah, the sad news about Diamond. From Diamond and Silk, uh, the two black sisters, African-American ladies that were big Trump supporters. And unfortunately, see, here's the thing. It's like sometimes, well, with, with a lot of Trump supporters, with the majority of them now, the one thing that they turn against him on is the vaccine. And, of course, if you're not going to get, if you don't trust any vaccines now, you're not going to get the, the flu e- shot either. And, uh, yeah, so she passed away, oh. and they're not saying what it was, but it sure looks like COVID uh, or the flu. Um, so, anyway, she was, yeah, she was, she's been sick for a while. And, uh, but, yeah, and only 51. 
Fifty-one. Huh. That is not that old. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I was not aware uh, that she had passed away, but I, I see the articles here. Yeah. And Jeff Beck. Yeah. yeah Jeff Beck. Uh, I mean, uh, guitar player. Uh, if, if I would say the best guitar player of the rock era. Um, uh, you know, of uh, the rock genre. I mean, he's just uh, an incredible talent and uh, the terribly missed, yeah. So now I'm looking up bacterial meningitis and how to avoid that. Well, and yeah, how did he contract bacterial meningitis? Um, I, I, I know have no idea. It's, I think that's something that, um, that can infect uh, locker rooms and that sort of thing, but, uh, boy, that's scary. This meningitis, yeah, you know, it affects um, the nervous, the main nervous system in your brain and things. So, yeah, I I wanted to uh, uh, talk about uh, Tim from Everett, or I forget where he's from. Okay, but um, yeah, he had uh, like over the over the uh, uh, bad weather that we had, he had a bunch of like animals that he was taking care of, and I guess you know he had a foster fail, and he ended up adopting one of them. So, and he was also taking care of people at at that time to the point where I was thinking like, you know, you ought to set up a GoFundMe because I would throw in 20 bucks for dog food. Hmm. He's like, you know, so, you know, good on him for that, but bad on him, bad on him for implying that I would kick a puppy. Oh. <laughs> he called up and he, and he said, you you know that after he, after he, he gets done talking about Trump, he probably goes out and kicks a puppy. <laughs> I was talking to Bill about it, <laughs> and uh, and I tell you, you've never done that, right? It was the one time, Joe. That was an expensive rug, <laughs> and that dog had to come. And <laughs> the joking, of course. No yeah. one, no one kicks puppies. I, I, I absolutely love animals, but his, his and his story moved me, and even though. We don't agree on politics. And um, one more quick thing. Uh-huh. Dennis Prager had a very good story over the guy. He, he had a bunch of, like, you know, he, he was traveling with his wife. They got snowed in, like, on one of the big uh, highways in, in the Midwest, flight out, and, and uh, just, you know. So he, he leaves his wife in the truck, goes to ten different houses begging, I have money. Could we just sleep in your garage or on, on the floor or whatever? But, you know, in this day and age, people are kind of, you know, reluctant to open their doors. Mm-hmm. So he ended up um, uh, breaking a small window at a school that, that, and, and that, was, that, that was vacant but warm. And the alarm from the school, uh, a burglar alarm going off, notified all these other people on the highway who were also stranded in their vehicles. And some of them even died. But the ones that heard this uh, burglar alarm going off they you know, that, that could get there went to to the school and they, they probably saved 60 65 people 70 mm. people some some number like that it was like you know Dennis I listen to you and I don't expect a heartwarming story about survival and you know has me asking questions like what if you know can he even ponder this what if somebody had taken him in he wouldn't have been able to go to the school and save all these other people so it's, it's just, you know, it's the thing about God working in mysterious ways. All right. Okay, John. <laughs> Thank you.
All right. Thanks for your call. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We've got other folks on the line. We'll get right to them and to your call. 360-676-5464. When I think about my grandparents, it takes me back to warm memories of meals shared around their dining room table and laughter exchanged around their fireplace. Hi, I'm Brad Barron, CEO and fourth generation Barron at Barron Heating, AC, Electrical and Plumbing. Over 50 years ago, my grandfather installed Barron's first fireplace in one of Whatcom County's newest developments, Sudden Valley. Grandpa Dan took great pride in his craftsmanship, ensuring that every fireplace or stove he installed was truly the heart of his customer's home. Today, Barron continues this tradition by providing beautifully crafted hearth products through its Firelight by Barron division. Featuring America's best-known brands of stoves, fireplaces, and inserts, a Barron Firelight expert can help you build your perfect flame. Visit a Barron showroom today and browse our endless options tailored to your style and budget. Plus, save up to $300 with year-end specials good through January 31st. Let us set the stage for you to create memories that last for generations. Firelight by Barron, a tradition of warmth and beauty since 1972. Our mission, improving lives. Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you are make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call, 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Dewey Griffin Subaru, Ferndale Downtown Association, Lydia Place, UA Local 26, and Lorraine's Window Coverings. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Jeff Beck died uh, today. At least we're learning about his death today from uh, bacterial meningitis, apparently. Incredible guy. We go to Kirk here on KGMI Connects. Our phone number, 360-676-5464. Hey, Kirk. Uh, good day, brother. Yeah, John kind of uh, called ahead of me about Jeff Beck. But, yeah, um, I heard that, and he, I, he just played on uh, – the new Ozzy album. Yeah, and, that's right. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing, I mean, he was huge uh, with me growing up as a guitar player. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. I mean, from beginning to up to now. But here's one I've never heard anybody make this comparison. If you look at the Christopher Guest character, Nigel Tufnell uh-huh. in Spinal Tap. Yeah. You put those guys side by side, and you can see who inspired the character. <laughs> I mean, seriously, get a look at Nigel Tufnell and Jeff Beck, and you can see where that character came from. All right. I, I, All right, I, brother. I, have a good day. All right. Thanks, Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. I don't know if um, uh, – if uh, I, I doubt Jeff Beck was uh, – Kind of the space case that Nigel was, but uh, I don't know. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, the the look for sure. Jim in Bellingham, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good, good. Well, every so often, I used to do it a lot, but every so often I try to opine on the uh, state of global warming, which I call it, and now we know why they call it also climate change, if you're paying attention to California. Uh, I guess one of the things I'm concerned is it just seems like it's a secondary, at least, or tertiary, or however many down the rung you want to go concerns of people. Uh, I'm kind of thinking... uh, you know, what What are people thinking? Are they just going to let this thing go forever? I know Biden authorized $370 almost billion dollars, uh, for climate uh, ma- uh, mitigation, but I don't think that's nearly enough. And uh, I've mentioned several times on your show that there is something called carbon capture. You know, uh, I guess I'll use a trite phrase, no buzz around it. You know, people aren't. Uh, putting it trending or whatever you want to call it. So uh, I just want to alert your audience again so that maybe we should be thinking about this because we need to come up with solutions because it's not going to get any better. Even if you don't care about people, which I don't think you should, I think you should care about people, then uh, they're dying in California, even not by the droves, but it's a, it's a bad situation. And it's going to probably affect us. It already has. We North of here in Bellingham, we had a flood the, uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, how much money can they put into that to fi- keep fixing this? And uh, how much is the cost going to be? You know, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't want to put a dollar limit on it to, or, you know, see, that's the most important thing. But in Florida, I think in those uh, hurricane zones now, and they, they don't really show the aftermath on these cable news shows that much. They don't go in and examine it. They just move on to the next story because there's probably people down there in pretty bad shape. They're they're figuring out how to rebuild. And I don't think they can get insurance in Florida either in many of those parts because it's just too big of a risk. And the, uh, the insurance companies can't make a profit if they're paying out these huge settlements. So, so I think it's a very big concern for all of us. And uh, I, I try not to be pessimistic, but Noam Chomsky uh, he had a statement uh, made. Uh, he still gives interviews at age three or four, and he said we're like uh, a monkey putting a, his, a hand or an arm into an open coconut and grabbing hold of the sugar, and then he starves to death because when he tries to pull it out, it won't go. And so, uh, of course, the analogy isn't perfect because he could grab one sugar cube and then it's, it's, this wouldn't be as wide, but. <laughs> the, the analogy does ring home if you don't get too technical like I just did. But right. uh, I think some sort of cooperative economy we need, social uh, social ecology, and so that people that have industries or what are businesses can still uh, stay alive comfortably during a transition to something else. But most most people aren't talking like that, and I just want to think that we should be. All right. All so, right. Thanks, thanks Jim. for letting me talk. You bet. Appreciate your call. And uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, you know, even saw the story today. Uh, Puget Sound Energy going to be offering incentives to people who, and uh, we don't get gas in this right here in Whatcom County from Puget Sound. I don't think anybody does anyway. But um, Puget Sound uh, provides gas in other parts of the state, and uh, folks in that area, those areas, at least some, will get incentives to switch over to electric electric heat pumps from uh, gas. Eat. But um, let's go to Steve in Ferndale. Hi, Steve. 
Hey, Joe, how you doing? Nice to have you back. Good good to be here. Thanks. Okay. Somebody called earlier about Joe Biden. They uh, were cleaning out an old office of his, the Penn Biden Center of Diplomacy, some think tank he set up in Washington. Mm-hmm. Between being yeah, and they found his lawyers were cleaning out the office, and they found like ten documents um, that he had. And um, there's really no um, comparison between that and what Trump did. You know, Trump, the national when the Biden lawyers found these documents, that that the next thing they did is they got on the phone, they called the Department of Archives, said, "Look what we found." Turn him over the next day. Okay. Um, Trump had archives know. Every time a government document is generated, archives has a record of it. They know exactly what should be turned over at the end of a president's administration. They knew Trump had a ton of stuff that should have been turned over. It took them a year of negotiating with his lawyers before, I mean, everybody knew he had them. It took them a year to negotiate. Finally, they were given 15 boxes uh, January, last January. And then uh, out, archives looks at it and he goes, no, no, we're still missing a ton of materials. And G.I. swings by and says, uh, we think there's more documents. Trump staffers give them a little tiny handful. But the FBI knows that's not it. So he, they, they leave a subpoena. The subpoena was completely ignored for months by the Trump people. So finally, in August, there's a raid. They took 33 boxes, 11,000 documents, over 300 of which were were classified, highly classified, top secret. You know, Mm -hmm. there's I mean, Biden had no idea these things were in his old office. Right. And they alerted archives immediately. Trump drug his feet for a year and a over a year and a half before he would begrudgingly turn these over. So anybody who's jumping on this going, oh, look, Biden's just like Trump. No, I think there's kind of a real difference All right. between, don't you think? Well, uh, the, the circumstances are, are, I think, quite obviously different. Um, that doesn't make it right in that, uh, oh, Joe Biden wasn't as bad, but uh, it's still it's still troubling that these documents are finding their way around to these places. And uh, I, I thought they were supposed to be kept secret. I mean, if this, this is the best they can do, I'm, who else has these darn things? But uh, thanks for your thoughts, Steve. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Quick break. Back with more. Uh, we got Art. We got Sebastian. And we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. Back in 90 seconds here on KGMI Connects. Wilson's Furniture's winter sale is going on now. Your chance to save storewide on living, dining, bedroom furniture and mattresses at the best prices of the year. Stop at Wilson's Furniture today. It's Wilson's Furniture's annual winter sale going on now. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Sign up for the CHS Northwest Propane Autofill Program and receive a cellular tank monitor with no monitoring fees. Plus, you'll be able to review your daily tank level readings from your smartphone or tablet. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. Online at chsnw.com. 
the latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we go over to Lummy Island, and Art joins us. Hi, Art. Hey, hey, Joe. Um, Anyways, I called about, uh, there was a comment earlier about uh, uh, somebody mentioned that uh, the Trump Trump supporters uh, didn't agree with Trump with a shot. Uh-huh. Uh, he was absolutely wrong. I'm a Trump supporter, and I'm somebody that didn't, that didn't that chose not to uh, get the vaccine. Trump believed that we had a choice to have, have the vaccine. His administration created it, and he, he believed that it's each American's choice. He did not, he did not, uh, uh, he wasn't on the bandwagon of mandating that everybody have it, meaning that you know, uh, some of the rhetoric that if you didn't get it, you were going to kill your grandparents, jeopardize your children. Uh, all this uh, rhetoric was out there. So he, his administration did uh, um, lead it and got the vaccine created and then gave everybody a choice. And I chose not to. Uh, I don't dislike Trump for uh, for. Uh, creating the vaccine and okay. i appreciate the fact that uh that he gave us the choice right. and that's the difference choice americans have free americans have choice and liberty so i want to say that okay. and then the last caller you know as far as the uh, classified uh, documents you know the guy just hates trump because if you can't look at this objectively uh i mean that's just ridiculous i mean he was the president of the united states just the fact that he was president, he can declassify any document he wanted, wants to. Uh, a vice president can't do that. Matter of fact, I'd like that he even had uh, classified information. And uh, was he allowed to have that and, and so forth? But, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. It really is. Carl Carr was a hater, I believe. Okay. Well, on the, on the issue of vaccines and, uh, and mandates, because, you know, I mean— no, Amer- the average American was not mandated to get the vaccine. Uh, there were many people who were uh, mandated by their employers, including government employees who were required to get it. But isn't and I'm just asking, doesn't that make sense, though, for um, someone who's in charge of a large organization? We're in the middle of a pandemic. It's very uh, contagious. We're understanding that the vaccine gives a good level of protection. Doesn't it make sense for the leader of an organization to say, everybody needs to get vaccinated so we can keep uh, operating on a, uh, you know, an efficient level? Well, Joe, I believe that uh, at that moment, people made choices without, by saying that they were using science, but they weren't using science. And that information is going to come out. Uh, there was uh, data and science uh, that were was re, you know re, you know rebuking the uh, the rhetoric there to convince Americans to get the shot. 
And uh, I know a lot of people that worked at the hospital that uh, worked there uh, at our local hospital that, uh, that, that decided to work even though there wasn't a vaccine while other people quit, okay? And those people were the real heroes, but those heroes were fired when they chose not to get the vaccine. Okay. So there you go. All right, Art. Appreciate your call. Thanks. Have a good one. You too. Take care. Let's go to Sebastian in Bellingham. Hi. Oh, we lost Sebastian. Darn, he wanted to talk about uh, the documents as well. I don't know if maybe uh, maybe Art stole his thunder there, but uh, let's go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Well, I hear you all over the place, morning, noon, and night. Sorry, I hope you're not getting Brother, sick of me. <laughs> no, no, not a bit. Not a bit. You do a great job. Um, no, I think we're very lucky to have, uh, you know, you and such a small town area you know you're way more competent than most small town radio uh, broadcasters that i've been involved with well thanks anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> i mean i can't even begin to tell you how bad some of them are but not here kgmi does a great job uh i, I although i must say dennis Prager drives me out that's okay that's what he's there <laughs> for i think um yeah. the uh, thing is that i'm not that liberal but at the same time sometimes he just drives me crazy um i don't think he drives me as crazy he drives John, but that's another issue. Yeah, there you anyway, go. Anyway, before I talk about, um, you know, the climate change and, and crime, I wanted to just mention that you guys had talked quite a bit about the Inslee Carbon Tax Initiative that was going to go into effect January 1st and how gasoline wholesalers would be raising prices. And nobody really the, – the idea was that eventually – Within a few months, it would go up to 46 cents extra, and I don't like that. But at the same time, you know, it's what Inslee does. That's that's his whole life is all about, you know, extreme climate change activities. And um, the thing is that uh, there are 11 gas stations between Interstate 5 on uh, Meridian Street, and then uh, becomes, of course, it becomes the guide Meridian eventually. And then there there are uh, 11 stations between Interstate 5 and Main Street in Linden, and I drive that a lot, so I know every station. And in the two weeks before New Year's, um, you know, they had uh, much lower prices than they do now, and now they are all, all 11 stations have gone up anywhere between 39 cents and uh, 80 or 90 cents uh, in gas. Now, Part of that, they say, is just because of some industry problem they were having. And I don't know. I'm no expert in it, so I don't know for sure. But I do know that it's gone up a lot. And this especially hurts people who are lower income. Um, and, and uh, you know, it's something we can talk about more another time. I also wanted to mention that even though climate change is something to take seriously, I, I think a great many weather events, as Cliff Mass, who of the University of Washington, the, the, by far the foremost expert in Northwest weather, you know, if you ever read his book, it's a fabulous book, The Weather of the Pacific Northwest. But he he is adamantly over and over, and he's not a radical right winger by any means, but he has adamantly maintained that we are way overboard in terms of the alarmist nature of some of the things that are happening. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be careful. And if, for God's sakes, in the next 10 or 15 or 20 years, if we can create um, fusion 
fusion energy in cars or better systems for electric cars, hey, that'd be great. You know, science marches on. And I'm certainly not, uh, don't think we should be running 1960 cars forever, and I'd love to see better vehicles. But um, our situation regarding uh, crime, opioid abuse, primarily fentanyl, has killed over 100,000 Americans in the last two or three years. And I think each year, actually. And they, their climate change has cost nowhere near storms, regardless of how many of them are climate change and how many of them are just storms. Nowhere near that many people, not even remotely close. Same with murders all over America. We have roughly 40,000 killings a year. Um, we have incredible crime problems now in many parts of America. And this is a much more serious issue at this particular time in our social history than climate change is. And, you know, once again, not saying we should ignore climate change. It's not a myth. Climate does change. Uh, whether it's man-made or nature, we don't know totally, but it does change. But anyway, the crime problem is so much worse. And I encountered one myself. Uh, just right. the other day, I was trying to pull out of a uh, fast food parking lot, and some incredibly filthy, ugly guy tried to block me and then make me roll down my window, and he was trying to force me to give him money. I just swerved to the side. He had a mouthful of utterly rotten teeth, so it's probably a meth guy, you know, and boldly. And, you know, it's it's just pathetic. I got away because I'm alert and I keep my car locked. I keep my windows okay. rolled up. I'm very careful. But the point is uh, crime, cha crime is so much uh, – it costs us so many more lives in the, our current situation than, than storms do or climate change. And well, I think we yeah, need to pay but does that attention. Mean, but, that, I mean, we can – uh, you know, it's, it's an old cliche, but we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Does that mean we forget about climate change? we got to focus <laughs> on crime. I shouldn't. I, okay. I didn't say we should forget about it. Yeah, but I, I think I, you're, I, I think absolutely. I want to be safe. I want to be safe when we're out and about, when we're in, the, in, our, in our home. And um, and I think uh, – I, I, and, but at the same time, I think we do need to work on that and protect the environment and do what we can I, I to mitigate our you, impact. Joe. I mean, we're I agree billions and billions of people on this planet now, and it's the only one we've got. So, Right. I agree. But don't forget, we also have an incredible number of people who do very foolish things during storms, who don't pay attention to the weather forecast, the weather news. Many, many deaths are caused by inattention. And badly maneuver, bad maneuverings in cars, and and taking unnecessary chances, and on and on. Yeah. So, just okay. saying. No, you're right. I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying that um, we can walk and chew gum at the same time, but uh, we definitely need to be able to walk safely. Okay. Right. Hey, Good. thank you, Joe. Thanks, Michelle. Take care. Good to hear from you. Bye. Thanks. Let's go to Chuck and Custer. Hey, Chuck. Hey, let's talk about the weather. Okay. Yeah. Well, nowadays we got. Atmospheric rivers, yeah. cyclone bombs, and all this kind of crap that's just designed to scare us. We used to just call it the Pineapple Express. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it is. But it seems like even, even the news weather reporting has become designed to scare us and keep us in fear. I, I, I just don't understand why they well i do understand but uh, 
It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It, 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 it's going to rain. Run for the hills. It's raining. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I understand that. I, I, it's designed, but it's, it is, you know, the news is it's designed. It's written in, in, in a way to get, get your attention. I, that can't be denied and because, uh, you know, news organizations like everybody else wants your, want your attention. And um, yeah. so yeah, and I, I, I don't I, know I, if it's meant to necessarily scare, if that's the intent. No, but, um, I, I, I genuinely think that they're trying to instill fear in everybody. I mean, m- m- my mother... When I was a kid, she used to get uh, mad at me for watching Looney Tunes on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And now I get mad at her for watching the news. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, I think, uh, you know, I, I think you're right. We need to keep a cool head because uh, if we're panicking, we're, we're, we're sitting ducks. We're, you know, we're goners anyway. So. Right, 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 right. Thanks, man. Okay, love your show. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Ken in Linden. Hi, Ken. Hey, how's it going? Doing well. Doing well. All right. Um, I'm a retired uh, immigration officer and 24 years. And uh, with given driver's license to illegal aliens, I don't know. I don't have a dog in that fight. And the fact that most of them do not have car insurance and I kind of like the even I kind of like the way that Canada has it when you get your tabs and you have to uh, go with ICBC or something like that and it automatically goes your insurance goes with your tabs so everybody is covered so you have to pay but, basically pay for your insurance when you renew your tabs. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's something that should be done here because my parents have been in two or three accidents with illegals and they have no insurance. Uh-huh. And unless you have full coverage on your vehicles, uh, you know, even if they're paid for, uh, you're you're stuck with the bill. Yeah. Huh. And so I do not be with really giving illegals driver's licenses here when they can't prove proof of insurance. Of course, if they don't have a driver's license, and I, I don't know, could I try to get car insurance without a driver's license, but I, I, I suspect maybe they couldn't get a license or they couldn't get insurance if they don't have a license, if they're not a licensed driver. I, I don't know. Maybe they, someone from the insurance uh, industry could uh, clear that up for us. But um, yeah, that's so because that that's my thought is that if they do get a license, then they've got to go through the process of passing the test under so having a basic understanding of the of the rules of the road, and then also understanding that part of that is that they they're required to have insurance. And then, like you say, there's there's no guarantee they're going to go from the licensing office to the insurance company and buy insurance. But it's they know it's the law, and they and they'll you know face a penalty if they're caught without it. Um, yeah. And I would say that probably eighty to ninety percent of them that go get their license, that's 
not their real name on the license. Okay. Well. And that's just from personal experience. All right, Ken. Well, I appreciate your thoughts. Appreciate your uh, your, uh, your your expertise in that area. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I think that does make sense. I did not know that about Canada, that you go to get your tabs up, updated and you pay for your insurance there. I guess the insurers here in the United States probably wouldn't like that because then how do they get in there? How do they how do they sell their insurance to you? But quick break, back with more here on KG Mike Connects. We'll have time to take your calls here at 360-676-5464. Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you are unable to make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-rated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. Things changed two years ago. You can't talk to a consumer face-to-face, six feet, wearing a mask. Fast forward today, back to doing business like we ever done. Shaking hands, big hug, big high five, ringing the bell, excitement. And, and, and for a moment there, I honestly thought that that would have changed the business for the rest of our careers. I had no, no doubt. Matter of fact, I thought things are going to change. It's never going to be the same. I was wrong. I was really wrong. People can't wait to come in and shake your hand and say, hey, let's go take this car for a test drive. Jump in the back, put the kids in the back, let's put the car seat, bring the back. It went back to normal. And it feels so good. Bellingham Nissan is a volume dealer. On Iowa Street, Xavier's all-new Bellingham Nissan. What makes your team look more professional and carry a bold statement that they're proud to work for your company? A crisp company logoed shirt or uniform from Bergen. Sun is shining and I feel so good. Whatcom County's local logo apparel experts. Bergen pairs their commitment to personal service with professional results, specializing in embroidery, heat application, screen printing, and all kinds of logoed promotional products. Your company apparel should reflect the standards of your business. And when your team wears Bergen's customized apparel, it will. Bergen's new owners understand the importance of your image. They go the extra mile to provide crisp logo apparel. They guarantee that the order will be completed on time to your specific 
specifications with a smile. Elevate your company brand with Bergen Customized Company Apparel. From polos to sweatshirts, ball caps to bags, and more, Bergen does it all. Give them a call to get a quote within 24 hours or stop by the showroom Monday through Thursday on Iron Gate in Bellingham and online at Reutery.com. Generosity pays, and West Edge Credit Union wants to enjoy generosity. Now through the end of the year, receive an extra quarter point discount off your interest in car, truck, or motorcycle loan from West Edge, and no payments for 90 days when you donate $25 to a local charity. Now that's a win-win. Offer valid through December 31st on approved credit. See West Edge for details. West Edge Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, on the corner of James and Alabama. Online at westedgecu.org. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us. Got a few minutes to take your call if you want to squeeze in your opinions. 360-676-5464. I saw this article uh, today. Well, earlier, I saw an article saying that the Consumer Product Safety Commission was considering a ban on gas stoves in the U.S., and this is not for climate change reasons, but apparently they uh, uh, are found to release some bad stuff into the air, into in homes, and I guess in other facilities, in restaurants and elsewhere where they're used. Um, that uh, research indicates, the, this is the chair of the Consumer Product Safety Commission, research indicates emissions from gas stoves can be hazardous, and the CPSC is looking for ways to reduce related inability hazards. Um but the uh, uh, chair of the Consumer Product Safety Commission today said that, uh, uh, backtracked on this, said the U.S. agency would not be banning gas stoves. Um, the, one of the commission members had, uh, in an interview uh, earlier this week, suggested that the commission was considering a ban. He said, this is a hidden hazard. Any option is on the table. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. But uh, the ahead of the commission says that they're not going to ban them. The Biden administration says that they don't support a ban on gas stoves, but uh, apparently they do release emissions that can be harmful, uh, especially to people that might have uh, asthma or other breathing, breathing difficulties. Uh, let's see. Post cites several studies that link gas ranges in childhood asthma Children living in a household with gas stoves has a, have a 42% increased likelihood of already having asthma and a 24% increased risk of developing asthma at some point in their lifetime. Hmm. I know a lot of people like gas. I grew up using an electric stove. That's what my dad, and that's what I've pretty much always had. I have a couple of rental places had gas stoves, but um, I was always comfortable using electricity. I think, and I, I was talking to a friend one time, and it's like, I think what you grow up, and then she said, I think what you grow up using are, is what you like to use as you get to become an adult. Uh, but, um, and I know chefs and, uh, you know, people who do a lot of cooking, I guess they, they really like gas stoves, but um, I'm, a, I'm an electric guy. And I, I like the cooktop that, you know, the solid cooktop. Those are, they're great for cleaning, easy to clean and... Um, but, uh, yeah, your gas stove won't be banned, at least uh, for the time being. Always get your cast iron fry- frying pan ready to defend it. 360-676-5464. <laughs> 